What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, October 1st. If you can believe that, I am Gideon Resnick. And I am Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day, the podcast that's recommended as a first-line treatment for acute Havana syndrome. Yeah, it's officially sanctioned by the CIA to treat your <laughs> syndrome. I hope that part's, that's, where, yep. that's where we're oh, going to cut nope. out for sure. On today's show, the union that represents production crews on TV and film sets starts voting today about a strike authorization, and we hear from some of the members. Plus, we're going to place bets on which bear will be the fattest for Fat Bear Week. (laughs) Very excited to hear your pick. But first, we want to give you a quick update on what's happening in Congress. As we go to record this on Thursday night, a few things remain up in the air. But for now, I'm happy to report that the Senate and the House have approved a short-term spending bill to keep the government open until early December. And then we get to do it all over again. (laughs) Woohoo! It also provides some funds for disaster relief nationwide, as well as to support the resettlement of Afghan refugees. As we've said before, government shutdowns are really catastrophic and disruptive. Definitely not something we want to be dealing with or territory we want to be in at all. So this is good news that we're avoiding this. Yeah. And so what updates do we have on these other more complicated pieces of the puzzle, the the big bills, if you will, that are up in the air? So the first is the $3.5 trillion Build Back Better Act. That is Joe Biden's signature plan. It includes funding for lots of social priorities like fighting climate change, expanding childcare and early education, creating paid family and medical leave, and lowering prescription drug costs. But that $3.5 trillion bill is where Democrats need both Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema to join the rest of the party to get it passed. Mm-hmm. But they are currently holding out. Manchin is having his usual issues. He's saying that he'd support the bill if it was $1.5 trillion, but that is about $2 trillion less than, you know, it's it's been. And that's a lot yep. less money to do a lot less things with. That's right. Um, quite a lot less. And then yeah. what is the status of the other bill that's on the table, the $1 trillion package for infrastructure? Yeah, that one is your money for roads, bridges, transit, broadband upgrades, airports, um, electric vehicles, your usual infrastructure stuff. Uh, But that bill has passed the Senate with bipartisan support, but it might actually get held up in the House if there is no deal on the $3.5 trillion bill. Uh, Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, uh, we might have new bridges to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we hope. Um, That is the latest on Congress as we go to record this on Thursday night. But as always, you can stay up to date with the breaking updates by following Crooked Media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. You name it, we're there. With that out of the way, Gideon, I know you've been following a potentially historic strike. Tell us a bit about what is going on. 
Yeah. So on yesterday's show, we kind of walked people through the ongoing situation with the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, or IATSE. Definitely go back and listen to that if you want another uh, refresher. So that is the union that's representing thousands of workers in the entertainment industry. And it has been at this months-long impasse in contract negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers over a lot of issues, uh, namely some like more time for rest, better wages, things like that. But today, IATSE union members are beginning to vote on a strike authorization, which would allow for a strike to be called farther down the road. You have been talking with some members of this union about what they've been going through and what they're thinking right now. What have they been telling you? There's a lot that's out there, a lot of um, insane stuff from everybody. So uh, first I spoke with Allison Golub. She is a writer's assistant with Local 871. And when she used to work on sets, her job was even more grueling. There's no work-life balance. You don't want to turn down work because you don't know when the next job's going to come along. But then the job you do take, it means devoting at least 60 hours a week of your life, if not much more. Yeah, and here's an example of the intense scheduling that she has dealt with when starting work on Fridays on set. Often they'll do Fridays, which means you're not wrapping until 4 or 5 in the morning on Saturday, and then you're coming back in 5 a.m. Monday morning, you know, 48 hours later. Yeah, and of course this ends up being cumulative and not healthy, uh, and it actually took a lot at times for her just to stay awake. I remember coming in at like 5.30 in the morning. By 9, 10 a.m., I'm, like, falling asleep standing up and, like, I have to go get something sugary and unhealthy to keep myself awake. So many times where I was, like, blasting the A.C. and the music in my car to keep myself awake. Like, I can think of so many days that were like that. Jeez. And is what you're hearing all that uncommon? Are you hearing this from other people as well? Oh, it's not uncommon at all. I mean, this is, like, universal. It's only degrees of, like, how crazy the horror stories are. Um, I also spoke with Elena McManus. She is a camera technician and member of IATSE Local 600. She told me that another challenge on top of everything else is the unpredictable scheduling. We never know if we're going to break for lunch on time or at all. And we never know when we're going to go home. So you can't plan anything. And when you're working for 12, 14 hours a day, like picking up a prescription, making a doctor's appointment, Even just, you know, time with your family becomes extremely diminished. Yeah, that's like nuts to me. That is is crazy. You have also been hearing a little bit about the kind of low wages that people with these jobs have had to deal with. Can you tell us more about that as well? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot um, to that. But one example is that Alison Golub told me wages are a really big focus of the writers in IATSE. Uh, she said that the union minimum for writers assistance is $16 an hour, which is just one more than LA's minimum wage. It is not unreasonable to want to be able to afford to live your life while you're working 60 hours a week. I mean, you always see, hear horror stories or see them in assistant groups of people asking, where can I sell my plasma? Where can I sell my eggs? No one should have to be asking that to make a living while they're working full-time jobs. Yeah, you you hear it in her voice. It really is not unreasonable to want to be able to afford your life while you're working right. any job. Um, I shout that from the rooftops, put it everywhere. That's it's completely, completely within reason. Uh, I know that the voting on the strike authorization begins today. Do you have a sense of how it could go based on the people you're talking to? 
Yeah, I mean, um, basically everybody thinks that this is going to pass. Um, Allison Golub said as much. Uh, the camera technician Elena McManus told me everyone that she knows is going to vote yes. And so did Rebecca Ryan, uh, the national executive director of the International Cinematographers IATSE Local 600. Here's what she told me. I believe the strike authorization vote will pass overwhelmingly. And um, I think it's fair to say that nobody wants a strike. A strike is a failure to resolve issues and find solutions. That, I think, is a really important point and and something that stuck with me in listening to this like no one wants a strike you know right. we want to reach a deal people want to be able to do their work isn't that kind of what you're hearing as well yeah i mean yeah wanting to be at work be paid for what you're doing um but a lot of people yeah i mean a lot of people love what what they do and they just want to be you know compensated in a fair way for it totally. um ryan also told me that this fight kind of fits in right with the broader labor movement that we've seen across the country in many many other industries this is a fight about how you treat your workers, whether it's Amazon warehouses or Amazon film sets. This is a much, much bigger fight than just about the entertainment industry. A hundred percent. What is the timeline of this voting? Yeah, it's a great question. So it goes from today through Sunday uh, with the final results that are expected early next week. At least 75% of the people voting need to say yes for it to be successful. So we'll keep following that as it progresses here. And Priyanka, one other labor story I'm keeping my eye on. Earlier this month, members of United Auto Workers approved a strike authorization as contract negotiations have been ongoing with John Deere. And as of recording time, thousands of John Deere employees in Iowa, Kansas, and Illinois could actually go on strike as early as today. Wow. We're going to link to a story that goes over some of those details more on this to come and these kinds of stories, but that is the latest for now. It's Friday, Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we are talking about the only animal-themed week that is more impactful than the shark one. It is Fat Bear Week, when staff at Alaska's Katmai National Park and Preserve show us all the bears in their territory who have gorged themselves on salmon to prepare for hibernation. Then we pit them against each other in a bracket-style contest to decide who is the number one fat bear. Uh, the park has been running the contest for the past seven years, sharing before and after photos of the participating bears. The bear transformation really is quite dramatic. Bears can put on four pounds of weight a day in the lead up to winter, my chonky kings. And by the time <laughs> they start hibernating, males can weigh up to 1,200 pounds. More information about the contest is at fatbearweek.org. Priyanka, there are a lot of amazing bears competing this year, but who do you think will be announced as the winner next Tuesday? Okay, it was a tough pick, and I encourage all of you to go on this site and look this up because there are a bunch of wonderful competitors up here. Yes. But my pick is Bear 812, which I also mm. want to say all these bears need names. I don't like they that do. some of them have just numbers. That is That feels mean. But I 812, agree. he is a grizzled brown fur bear. He is like a young adult, and I like that his personality is not so dominant. He seems like kind of a friendly guy, but I think that he could like kind of sneak up. Like he's someone you want to root for, and that is 
how I came to that conclusion. But Gideon, I want to know a little more about who you think is going to win. My pick, uh, and again, you really are going to have to look at the Bears in order for this to make sense, but my <laughs> pick is 32 Chunk. He is indeed a Chunk. Uh, he was the runner-up last year, um, and I think that he's he's going to get it this year. You know, I think he's going to come back um, chonkier than ever. This is his to lose. That's my pick. Hmm. Okay, well, we want to know what you guys think, so everyone, please look this up. Tell us. Pick your bear. Pick mine, not Gideon's. Uh, vote for them. Let us know what you think. And we'll yeah. keep you updated as, you know, this competition heats up. I didn't know about this until yesterday. My life has been changed. So, yeah, well, I'm now um, deeply invested. Priyanka didn't know about it until yesterday and she wants you to pick her bear. Um, seems like a little bit of a fallacy in logic. But anyway, just like that, we have checked our temps. Uh, pick your bear. You can pick Priyanka's. It's totally fine. I will only be slightly sad. Uh, and we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The Department of Homeland Security issued new guidelines yesterday, which explained that immigrants to the U.S. should not be targeted for arrest or deportation just because they are undocumented. The guidelines will also give individual immigration and customs enforcement or ICE officers more discretion in determining who constitutes a threat to, quote, public safety. Under the Trump administration, ICE officers were allowed to arrest anyone who was in the U.S. illegally at any time. When Biden took office, he instructed ICE to focus only on certain groups of undocumented immigrants, like people with criminal histories, and he required agents to get approval from supervisors to arrest people outside of those groups. The new guidelines throw out the supervision rule and instruct officers to do their own thorough assessment of an individual's risk, okay? Uh, Immigration activists and lawyers pointed out that this change will make it harder to hold individual ICE officers accountable. The new directives are going to take effect on November 29th. You know, first part sounds pretty good. Second part, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I certainly do not. Mm. Facebook's head of safety testified at a Senate hearing yesterday about its product's effects on young people's mental health. Earlier this month, the Wall Street Journal published a series of articles detailing internal research done by Facebook, which shows that its photo sharing app Instagram can induce body image issues and suicidal thoughts for teens and most notably teenage girls. The company has said that its research has been misinterpreted and taken out of context. (laughs) During yesterday's hearing, a bipartisan group of senators accused Facebook of concealing its findings and asked why the company didn't do more when it found out that its product was harmful. Lawmakers vowed that they would modernize the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, a behind-the-times 1998 law that governs websites that gather data on kids. Yeah, definitely behind the times. Uh, Speaking of, here is a brief exchange from yesterday between Senator Richard Blumenthal and the Facebook executive where they discussed the concept of private secondary Instagrams, also known as Finstas. Try not to cringe. Will you commit to ending Finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually, we don't actually do, do Finsta. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I thought it would go. I saw a tweet that was like, he says Finsta, like he's saying like NAFTA or something. And he completely does. Right, 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 right. Yes. This was like a treaty signed, you know, like 55 years ago. It's it's codified, like international governments recognize it. Yeah. Guys, it's a fake Instagram that I'm just like sending pictures from. It's like a burner account. You're fine. Yeah, I have more questions about that specifically later. But stars really are just like us. They shop for groceries. They get coffee with their friends. They get attacked and robbed by two wild hogs in Barcelona. On Wednesday, Shakira posted videos in her Instagram stories explaining how she and her son were overrun by two hogs in a public park who proceeded to grab her bag and run away into the woods. Now, fortunately, the singer and her son escaped the ordeal unscathed, but we do think the wild hogs could be in danger from eating all the loose mints in Shakira's purse. Look out. Uh, The feral hogs in question are far from lone actors. Appearances of these invasive predators that carry diseases and leave destruction in their wake has increased rapidly in recent years, everywhere from Berlin to Hong Kong to Houston. But Priyanka, enough about me and my friend group, and let's get back to the hogs. Everyone, beware of wild hogs. And to be clear, we are not referring to the 2007 film of that name starring Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, John Travolta, and William H. Macy, which could actually act as a bomb for your spirit after a real-life hog attack. 
Eminem has opened up an Italian restaurant named after his hit song, Lose Yourself, and it is called Mom Spaghetti. The Eminem store would have been cleaner, but unfortunately, it was taken. Eminem's <laughs> new Detroit spot seems to serve your standard spaghetti and meatballs, and we cannot speak to the quality of the food. Wad has not sent us there yet, though we would go. Um, But it is referenced in a rap song in the context of throwing up on your own shirt. (laughs) So draw your own conclusions. Mm. Also in celebrity news, it sounds like a dream you had, but aren't sure if you're remembering it right. Lindsay Lohan has teamed up with an (laughs) NFT collective canine cartel to auction off an image of Lohan drawn as a dog or more specifically her fursona. Mm -hmm. A fursona is an anthropomorphized animal character popular among the furry community. And if you do not know what that is, Feel free to Google. Yeah. Um, the minimum bid is set at around $1,500. And in the very narrow chance that this hits all of your interests, first of all, no judgment from us. And second of all, you can bid on the NFT up until Saturday morning. So get moving. Yeah. Get the bids in right after your search. Search about what this is on your computer and then get the bids in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely. Definitely do that. Mm-hmm. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, Philip McCarty's podcast, Unholier Than Thou, has risen from the dead and is back for season two, Resurrection. For a second, I was like, why are we saying I know, the it's dead like thing? Spooky season, I guess it's October. It is. Uh, this season is all about the wisdom of everyday people falling down, getting up and trying new things as they navigate re-entry into a newish world. You can listen in as Philip's search for illumination takes him on a road trip from L.A. to Cambridge, Massachusetts for his first semester of Harvard Divinity School. The Unholier Than Thou trailer is out now, and episode one drops October 8th. Follow and listen to Unholier Than Thou now, wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review by Lindsay Lohan's persona if you want, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the official working definition of a finsta like (laughs) me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And And watch watch Wild Wild Hogs Hogs this this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Will will you be doing that this weekend, Gideon? I will not. I don't think that I will. (laughs) What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Jazzy Marine is our associate producer with production help from Jossie Kaufman. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say. It's what we do. Our professionals believe in the value of collaboration and the power of technology. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights. Bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference, driving growth and value for our clients. KPMG, make the difference.